bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey. Bring them out, bring them out. VIP coming live from the VIP. Heard the nightlife, lost life without me. It's Brittany, bitch. And I am back. Merry Christmas to everyone. We did not have a pick episode, but I mean, it was Christmas. So, you know, kind of hard to get our schedules together around that. Would have been nice because I'm sure a lot of people were throwing out around a shit ton of money this week, but it's probably for the better because these games did not turn out the way we expected. A lot of them didn't anyway, but uh, we'll get into our first segment. There's an old saying in gambling, you're either hot or you're new. And for my who's hot, I have Davis Mills. Now, I think that's two wins in a row now, and we'll get to his game later, but I think he played good enough to the point where the Texans won't draft like a quarterback in the first round if they get to. Yeah, no, I agree, and um, that was actually my who's hot, too. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll see. If, I don't know if I can think if I can think of one here, but, uh, yeah, that was mine, too. I mean, he's hot. He's the hottest can be right now. His last three games have been unbelievable for him. So, yeah, I mean, he's got three 300-yard passing games already. So, I mean, yeah, good for him because uh, he started horrible. I remember like, when he first started this year, he was terrible, but he's figuring it out. Well, yeah, I went over his schedule, I think it was two episodes ago, and he played literally the hardest teams in the NFL, like his first eight games. Oh, is that? Yeah, maybe that's why uh, he struggled so much because he's playing really well. He's like a big, a big quarterback too. So like, nice to see him like develop because I mean, when you're when you have the size he has, it it should uh, translate everywhere. Yeah, I mean, he's got like a three foot neck, so seeing over the whole line is not a problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then uh, for my who's due, this hype around that like robot basketball player is getting ridiculous. I mean, it seems like every week there's a new video of this robot basketball player, and it's just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, obviously, you can make a machine that can make three-pointer or whatever. I don't care. Half court, full sh- full court. But, like, well, I mean, I just don't get why so many people are going nuts about a robot basketball player. Yeah, because it's, like, happened uh, quite a bit quite a bit of times now people are like made it so it's yeah like you said it's just a machine that you can program to make it i mean a lot of people can probably do that i mean i know it i'm sure it's probably hard but we've seen it so many times now yeah it's <laughs> just get out of hand i just don't give a fuck about it <laughs> well like i said my who's hot was davis mills i mean we already talked about that so i'm just gonna go right into my who's do and i'm gonna go uh, college coaches uh, in the NFL. They have not really historically been great. Uh, I'm looking at some of the recent ones since 2000. Uh, obviously, Matt Rule right now. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is just not – he has a losing record. And, I mean, this year he started so hot. Even last year he started so good and he just fell off. And then some other ones like Chip Kelly, everyone remembers how he did. Um, Harbaugh was the one that worked out really well. Jim Harbaugh really well. Yeah. And then, like, Nick Saban even, uh, looking back all the way to there, he struggled. Uh, Steve Spurrier is another one, struggled. So, I mean, there's a lot of coaches. They try to come to the NFL. They have no coaching experience at all. 
uh, in the NFL already, and then they just try to come back, come into it. They just they don't really seem to get it. So it's weird. Uh, you would think it would translate a little bit. You'd still know the coaching aspect, but it's a whole different game as it shows. Well, yeah, and, I mean, if you just look at successful coaches right now, all of them come from trees, not college. I mean, Tomlin, McDermott, LaFleur, uh, Shanahan, McVay, like, everybody. They, they don't come from college. I mean, it just doesn't happen, and – <laughs> like Matt Rule, I'm like I'm assuming that's why you brought it up. Uh, Carolina fans are wanting him out. I have no idea why. I mean, he can't. He has no luck on his offense. I mean, you're getting stuck with three shitty quarterbacks. Your running backs getting hurt. Your best player, but your defense, they're like overperforming. Like they're playing way better than anybody else thought. So like, I don't know. I I don't think it's. I think Matt Rule is like one of the least things they need to worry about right now. Yeah, it's like they just don't have a quarterback. Like when you have when you invest in or like you get Darnold and think he's the guy and he's not. Obviously, everyone knows the experiment failed, so now you just move on. It's pretty simple, and they just haven't had a quarterback. So and they're still like they're five and eleven, I think, or something like that. Like it's pretty bad, but it's his first year. They were terrible at. They weren't very good last year, and. You're just a quarterback away, it seems like, and a couple weapons, and they're right there. Because they were in playoff contention like four weeks ago. Yeah, so that wraps up who's hot, who's due. We'll go into week 16. NFL football is crazy. We're almost in the playoffs. But the first game we have, the Bengals, they give fantasy owners plenty to cheer about with this win over the Ravens. I mean, literally every player on the Bengals, if you had them, they popped off. Uh, I mean, it's about time somebody really, like, exploits the Ravens' secondary problems. I mean, them getting blown out like this, now everybody's like, oh, they're injured, blah, blah. Well, I mean, even when the Ravens were winning, why was nobody bringing this up? Like, hey, like, this team's fucking banged up, and I swear the Bengals were, like, the only team to actually take advantage of it. Yeah, exactly. It sucks for the Ravens because they were, like, before when they were, like, all healthy, which you could – what you consider healthy for the Ravens because they were not healthy from the beginning of the year. They were still winning games, and now, I mean, your third-string quarterback, it just sucks. They just don't really – it sucks for them because they probably might not even make the playoffs anymore. And considering the season they started with, they had such a good team, and now it's like this. But if I want to say, like, talk about the Bengals here, for fantasy, if you just had a Bengals team – I mean, you just have your quarterback, and then you have so Burrow, Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd right there. Add your defense, add your kicker, 171 points by a full PPR. Uh, Logan uh, texted me that this morning. So that's just with that, without a tight end, uh, two, and a running back, too. So that's crazy how good they really were. And Logan brought this up. He's like, how come every team can – have a backup quarterback and put up points. I mean, Ravens only put up 21, but still 21. And the Bears can't even do that with a start. Dude, I, have no <laughs> I, I, I do not know. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens had 35-year-old Josh Johnson. And I don't think anybody's ever heard of him. But, yeah, I mean, he still threw for over 300. So, it's like... Yeah, the- I mean, he's all over the place. And that comment... um that their defense coordinator had about Burrow is so funny how Burrow just lit him up for 500. Yeah, I mean, and before this game, they gave out, uh, obviously, the players gave each other um, Christmas presents. 
Joe Burrow gave his entire O line backups and everything brand new, like completely iced out G shocks. Like I'm not real sure how much those watch costs, but I know rappers rap about G shocks all the time, and I can imagine that that was quite the fucking bill he dropped on his O line. Oh yeah, it had to be. But the next game, the Bills, they get revenge on the Patriots. So if we would have had a recording show or a fucking pick show, I would have picked this as my farm game for the Bills to win. But, uh, I mean, yeah, they got the revenge. I know I picked Josh Allen, and he definitely did not live up to that. But in this game, he like really put his team on his back and went out and, I mean, got to beat shit out of the Patriots. Yeah, this was a, a shit show. I mean, the rate the but if you really watch like the game, like it looks like a sh- kind of a shit show. I mean, it's still not even that bad of a score, but right. Uh, Patriots, they get that pick. J.C. Jackson gets that interception, down five. I think they were. If he gets that pick in Bills, like in scoring position already, this is a whole different game. And the way they were running the ball, the Patriots. I mean, they just ran down their throats. It seemed like so. It, so it wasn't as bad as it seemed, but so like the Patriots, everyone's gonna like think that they their season's done, they suck, whatever. They they easily could have won this game. I mean, J.C. Jackson was the best corners in the league, and he drops that an easy interception really right to him, bounced right off his hands. So I mean, nothing to really hang your head about if you're Patriots fans, except for the fact that you guys were thinking you're top of the top of the world, you're gonna get the number one seed, and now you might not even make the playoffs. But I think they will, so they should be fine. But they just gotta win one more, I think. Oh, what's shocking is that with the Bills like struggling of late, they're still nine and six, and they're—I don't know how that tiebreaker works between them and the Patriots, but I think they're the toddler division now. I don't know; I could be wrong, but Bills are yeah, they're winning their division. Yeah, I mean that's kind of crazy with how they've been struggling this year. Still, toddler division, they'll be, you know, like. Hopefully they can really turn it on during the playoffs, like for me anyway. But yeah, I don't know. I uh, think um, uh, what I heard, I heard, it might have been PMT talk about. It. They like they were talking about like the Bills are a team that you, they don't want. You don't want them to play at home in the cold because they're not a good team to play in the cold. So if they get to the Super Bowl, they'd be good. But they get, if they get there, yeah, it's just. Just they're really fucking unpredictable this year. That's yeah, not... they just don't have a run game, so it's like cold weather doesn't really help them. Right. The next game we have though, the Lions. They lose another close one to the Falcons. I mean, Tim Boyle he took the snaps in this one, and I think that if the captain of America's team is playing, aka Jared Goff, I think the Lions get their second win. Third win. Hey, they. The Lions? Oh, yeah, fuck, they have two wins. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would be a third. Yeah, so, yeah, like you said, I mean, I think Jared Goff starts, they win this game. And I don't really remember seeing this much. So, when it came on and there was, like, 30 seconds left, Falcon scored, I think, take the lead or whatever it was. I was like, I told Loya, like, that's way too much time for Goff. And then they just really didn't get the ball. Obviously, it wasn't Goff. I thought it was. So, I mean, yeah, the Lions, a uh, tough uh, year, but nothing really they didn't expect. I can't believe I got about them beating the Cardinals. I mean, that's just – I still can't even yeah. comprehend that. One of, one of the biggest upsets ever. 
<laughs> it's like fucking Mike Tyson versus Buster Duck. <laughs> no shit. The next game we have, so... But, uh, I mean, we had the number one pick versus the number two pick at quarterback this year. Um, the Jags, they had a chance to tie this game late by going for two. They didn't get it. And then they drove down within the five-yard line, and they still couldn't punch it in. I mean, the Jags, like we said this last week, thinking Urban Meyer was their biggest problem. Obviously, losing James Robinson is a huge deal. But, I mean, I, don't, I just don't know. The fucking – Jags, they got to be the most dysfunctional team in the NFL by far. Am I wrong? Am I forgetting somebody? I mean, it's got to be these guys or the Raiders, kind of what they went through. But at least like the Raiders could winning, win. Like... Yeah, at least they could win through it a little bit. So, yeah, it's definitely the Jags. And uh, Jets, there's a better team. I seem like, um, I'm not saying Zach Wilson is going to be any better than Trevor Lawrence, but, like, he played – Almost worse. He just had that huge touchdown run. He literally had four carries for 91 yards because the one was a whatever, like 60 yard touchdown. So, I mean, it doesn't really prove anything about either team. Uh, Jets were without Salah, I think. But Jags, uh, Trevor Lawrence, when they went on that final drive, he spiked it on third down and instead of taking a shot at the end zone. So then he had to obviously go – he had one shot to get a touchdown is on fourth down, which was kind of weird. But I guess that just uh, comes with being a rookie, not being aware of the situation. Well, what's crazy is Trevor Lawrence has won in the past eight weeks. That's fucking crazy. That is unbelievable. How you, even I know you're, even if you are a rookie, like, that's cr- to, unbelievable to do that. Well, then, I think I saw Zach Wilson in his first eight games or something. I don't know, something like that. Had 11 picks, and in his last three, he's at zero. So, I mean, maybe maybe Zach Wilson is finding something here. But what did he throw for, like, 100 yards this game? Yeah, one yeah. or two. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but it's like, it's like he only threw for 102. They got to win. It's just like uh, what the Patriots are doing, Mac Jones, a lot of these games. Like, he doesn't throw for a lot, and they win. Now, I'm not, I don't want to compare Zach Wilson's season to – um, Mac Jones, but you know, I mean, it's a rookie quarterback. They're gonna do whatever they can to, especially a game with this against the Jags. Do what you can to win. It, if that's running the ball, you just run the piss out of the ball and win this game and prove that you guys are not as big of a shit show as the Jags are. So, does this game? I mean, I wonder what this game means for ah, uh, yeah, I guess never mind. I was thinking what it would mean for the NFL draft, but I mean. How the Jags are playing and how the Lions are playing. It looks like the Jags might get the first pick again. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's just the, that tie that the Lions had against the Steelers is literally holding them back to getting that uh, number one. Or they'd be tied. I really don't know how the tiebreaker would work, but if they it's didn't have that tie. Holding the Steelers back from yeah, <laughs> the wild card. Yeah, it's, that tie is huge. It's fucking bullshit. I mean, you had all these AFC teams like going into the week being 7-7 seven and seven or whatever. But then we're sitting at the top of in the hunt because we're seven, six, and one. I'm like, well, god damn it, if we fucking had that as a win, we'd just be in the wild card. But yeah, now we'll we'll get to the Steelers, but <laughs> Yeah. So the next game we have the Texans. They destroy every parlay in Vegas along with destroying the Chargers. Uh the Texans must have been good boys this year for Christmas because Santa Claus giving these guys a W is the only way I can justify them winning this game 
I mean, Rex Burkhead had a buck 49 and two touchdowns. I mean, this is the most shocking thing I think we've seen all season. But like, let's all remember, he is a dinosaur. So, like, it's crazy because you see the Chargers play such a good game against the Chiefs. Like, should have won that game, and then they turn out. It's like almost like that that uh, reverse, like no letdown spot, kind of. But usually, letdown spots are after you come up with a big win. They lost. And then they come back. It's like they turn. They made one lot or one loss turn into two because they're still thinking about last game or something like along those lines. I know they were really banged up with COVID, but this shouldn't. That's no excuse to lose the Texans because every team in the NFL is in the same boat. It seems like. The next game we have the Rams. They secure a W in the land of delusion over the Vikings. Odell Beckham Jr. had another touchdown this game, and he hit the ugliest gritty I've ever seen in my life. It's just nice to see Stafford sticking it to his old friends again with the Vikings. <laughs> I would say Stafford really was sticking it to him, but yeah, Sony, yeah. Sony Michelle had a good game, and uh, I already saw this shit about like dumb, like people that don't have like a big following and stuff talking about how Jetta tore. Uh, lit up Ramsey. It's like, do you guys watch the game? Ramsey, I saw Ramsey only gave up like 30-something or 40 yards against when he guarded Jetta. So don't tell, don't say he had eight catches for one 116 on Ramsey. Like, that's not even close to being true. Ramsey locks down anybody he ever will play against of uh, guard. So, and and the Vikings had, should have won this game the way Stafford played, but like one touchdown, three interceptions. Like Kirk Cousins just wasn't there. Their running game wasn't there. It's just they had the chance to win. They just didn't. Typical. Yeah, and, like Cousins had that pick early, you know, in the end, end zone. Wasn't even his fault. Got tipped. Then, like right after Stafford throws a pick and like fucking setting up another Vikings touchdown. But I mean, it. I don't know. It's just too like mid-fucking quarterbacks going in. I know a lot of people have been arguing Stafford into the Pro Bowl, but if you look at everybody else in the NFC that got elected in there, I mean, I just don't see it. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it's just amazing how good Cooper Cup is, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, how the hell does Stafford have this bad of a game? Cooper Cup still gets 10 for 109. Yeah. And, like, Odell's a touchdown machine with the Rams. No, yeah, he's really, like, coming into his own lately. I mean, yeah, that's, a, that's not – like, say what you want, that's a huge addition. I showed four touchdowns already with for him, so that's a huge addition for the Rams. The next the next game we have, the G-Men. They let uh, the Eagles fly, Eagles fly all over them. If you really think Mike Glennon will ever cover a football game, you are completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> They they didn't know who to start. They start. I think they started Glenn and then went to Fromm and back to Glennon or something like that. It was just that much of it. Or maybe they started with Fromm. I can't remember how the game started. Whatever it was. Uh yeah. They they don't. They're just an awful fucking team. Uh, it's that simple. Saquon is not good. All he does is like Logan's talking. He has Saquon on his face team. He goes, I swear, all Saquon does is run around. He doesn't want to score. He just runs around for like a couple yards every carry. That's it. Uh, and the Eagles, though, like this is, a, 
I don't know why people were saying all this shit like early in the year how Jalen Hurts isn't like the franchise guy. I think he definitely can be if you just build around him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> did you see Justin or fucking what's his name? Fields? I mean, not Fields. Fucking hurt. Did you see his like post game interview? Uh, this this week, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, uh, reporters like asked him about like some huge throw that he missed, and then he completely broke down the entire play. Like he knew it. He knew every single thing about it, broke it all down and then told him why. And it's like he really fucking owned the reporter there. If you guys haven't seen it, you ought to watch it because, I mean, I, I'm a big Jalen Hurts guy, but, like, a lot of people like, are against yeah. him. He really seems like he knows what he's doing, and he obviously can make plays. It's just, you know, he's not the most consistent. It's like, how can you not – like, I just don't get how you can not like Jalen Hurts, especially, like, what he's been through in college. Like, he gets benched in the national championship game and then the next year doesn't have a starting job and they're playing George. Was this the, the next? Yeah. And then I think that was the next year they're playing Georgia when yeah, Tua uh, goes down or whatever, or maybe he got benched too. I can't remember. And then Jalen hurts comes in and just lights it up, but you got like two touchdowns and they win the game. Like, just like to never like, just like pout like Rattler all year, and he just comes in like Hurts does and just plays his role and then wins them a SEC championship. Oh yeah, I love it in quarterbacks when they like actually have to fight for their jobs and shit. And um, yeah, especially a job that he had. Yeah, and it's not like in the NFL he's got like some five and I'm ready to get pulled. And like the only reason why he got pulled in that is because he had somebody like equivalent i mean or somebody with like yeah really high potential mm-hmm. so he is just a different story like he's just playing i think really way better than we ever thought yeah and like college you also get like a second chance is like in the end of uh, which he got and he made the most of it uh going to oklahoma and this in the nfl like, if you fuck up when you're this young it, it can ruin a fucking career which is so sad to see but it can and he's playing really well so Good for him. And Devontae Smith, too, is playing really well. Yeah, I mean, talk about another guy who a lot of people thought they were going to be a bust and ended up turning it into, like, really solid NFL player. Mm-hmm. And I see we have the Bucks. They beat the hell out of Carolina. I mean, well, no shit. I knew that on Saturday. But uh, the, the fucking – the Panthers, they've lost their past 12 games that kind of started – uh, and then Tom Brady has won 12 of his last 13 divisional titles. And the one he didn't win was last year. And I don't know if you remember, but he won the fucking Super Bowl last year. So, yeah, I saw like a couple other ones. Uh, he had like an ACL in one year that he didn't win. And then, or they might have still won. I'm not even sure. The I don't Steelers think so. won the Super Bowl against the Seahawks, I think. Either that one or the Cardinals. Yeah. And then yeah, and then he had like a one a while back. Yeah, I. Um, but Sam Darnold is back, and he's here to stay. Just kidding. <laughs> he, he, he's he's a piece of shit too. Just Cam Newton is like after the game is like a post game interview or whatever, and he was like talking. He's like, it's hard sometimes. Like you always wonder, like, are you even good enough anymore? It's like. I love you, Cam, but it doesn't seem like you are good enough anymore. He lost it all. That those surgeries that he went through must have been fucking hell for his body because oh my god, how do you just like fall off a cliff that bad 
he was the best quarterback I've ever seen for that year. He won the MVP, and then he then he got hurt, I think, and then he came back, and literally he had another. They won the division, I think, again when he came back out of his first injury. So yeah, it sucks to see a decline like that, but that's life. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's still like a really good athlete. I think he should join like the WWE or something, or try he should be a running back or try boxing. I don't know. I mean, running back, yeah. they need one. Yeah, I guess so. The least like power. Chuba was Chuba went six carries, nine yards. Cam five for forty two. Oh yeah, that Man. was so that was so damn funny too. Seeing Bryce get a combined one point nine out of his running backs this week with James Robinson, and I think he started Hubbard, didn't he? Yeah, and then he put in our group chat about it. I was like, dude, it doesn't matter. Like you're not playing for anything. Can't get last. Can't get first. Can't make any money. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of want to bring this up quick because this is unbelievable. I had all the odds against me. I know Eckler and no Travis Kelsey this week. My two best players by far. They're carrying well, me. Well, Justin Jackson, I mean. And I still put up 150. Because you have Justin fucking Jackson. Who would have thought? Well, I mean, that's just good. <laughs> good GM. Well, obviously you have Eckler. You have Eckler. You want to pick him up. And who... Obviously, you probably think, oh, give me a solid 10, 15. No, he gets 30. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, the next game we have, though. And who the hell? Wait a minute. Who the hell dropped Chase Edmonds? Oh, Dave did. <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? I don't know. He was, it was when Chase Edmonds was on IR. And um, when you looked at our fancy waiver wires, he didn't. Chase Edmonds didn't show up at all because he's projected zero, you know? And I yeah. log into my laptop, like, during class. I was just looking at my fantasy team, and I go to the waiver wire, and they show, like, the best players just out of, like, potential, you know? And Chase mm-hmm. Edmonds at the top. I'm like, well, don't mind if I <laughs> That's so fucking dumb how you got that. That's going to be a <laughs> battle, though. Uh, last thing about fantasy, that's going to be a dogfight you and being on next week. Oh, it's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> I was really hoping that uh, our championship was going to be in week 18 because he has Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. <laughs> He's the whole fucking squad, yeah. Yeah, I was hoping they would get set, you know, because they locked up the one or two seats. Even maybe Cooper even maybe Cooper Cup, depending on how the Cowboys and stuff do. But yeah, This is going to be fucking interesting. But mm-hmm. next game, uh, we'll talk about your team. The Bears, they beat the Seahawks in the snow. Big dick Nick, Luke. Big dick Nick. I mean, it took, what, 16 weeks for Nagy to figure it the fuck out to go for it when you have nothing to lose. Why not go for two? And we got it because how many games this year was like, oh, fourth down or two-point conversion? He's like, ah, punt it or kick it. No, we have nothing to fucking lose. We're four and ten. Go for two. He did. The, the throw was Scared the shit out of me because a guy like uh what's his I can't even pronounce his first name Bird though that high like to throw to him like that he's not like a jump up and go get it he throws that ball so damn high and he barely held on to it but yeah I mean Nick Foles I had someone Logan Birch come up to me today he goes Nick Foles is your best quarterback like you're fucking stupid. If you've seen the last couple games Justin Fields has played, just can't punch it in the red zone. We should just have Justin Fields drive down there and just have Nick Foles come in and finish the drive because we probably would be in the playoffs right now. 
if that was the, if we did that all year. I have an idea. You have Nick Foles and Jimmy Graham only come in the red zone because I don't think Jimmy Graham has played one snap out of the red zone, has he? But in his only catch touchdown, he is. Yeah, he two, well, he had two catches for a touchdown. I mean, he's, that's just what he does. Yeah, you're right. He just score touchdowns. Throw it up to him. They run fade routes and like back shoulders to him, and he's bigger than everyone because we we still have Cole Komet in. So like, who's gonna guard Jimmy Graham? A little corner or safety, he's just gonna help muscle you. Well, I think Jimmy Graham can probably play until he's fifty, just because he's so good at just going up and catching the ball. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he's like a go line back, but he's a tight end, and you like just throw it up to him. I don't fucking get it. <laughs> yeah, no, he's like a goal line tight end. It's weird how that's even a thing. But oh, this game is awesome. Snow game though. Oh yeah. Didn't even know it was supposed to snow, and I turned the, the game comes on, and Scott Hansen had a heyday with it. He goes, "Whoa, whoa, oh my god, snow!" Like he is like like he's never seen snow before. <laughs> game was on TV, so I had to watch it in red zone, which kind of sucked, but I still watched it. The next game we have the Raiders. They won like the least interesting game of the week, probably. I mean, the Broncos they did not run at all. They didn't pass either. I mean, I think Drew Locke needs at least 40 attempts to win you ball games, and they only have 22. I mean, I, I, uh, Luke, before this game started, I'm like, I feel obligated to put like three grand on the, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Well, um, Big Cat said best. He's like, the part of the Drew Locke experience is having him just, just have it, the game be chaos, running around, throwing dumb it throws also making unbelievable throws that you would never think anybody can make but then doing like i said throws that he can't that no one would make because no one's that stupid that's the drew lock experience and we didn't get that which sucked no yeah i mean if like most teams their backup quarterbacks are like just system guys well you already have your system guys starting for you when you put drew lock in you just gotta expect fireworks and they didn't let them light them off yeah, like, the, the, this game would have been so much fun, and who cares if you lose, because you're probably going to lose anyways. You had nothing to lose in this game. Obviously, both being 7-7 seven and seven or whatever they – yeah, 7-7, seven seven, you might not make playoffs, but Drew Locke's your starting quarterback. You're not going to win with him being conservative. You're going to win with him throwing the ball whenever, however he wants. Exactly. <laughs> but he also could lose by a whole lot in those games, but it's going to be fun to watch at least. So – Steelers just on public television by the Chiefs. So I had Christmas to stay, and my mom's a Chiefs fan, and she like doesn't Chiefs, but she just felt obligated to just rub it in my face. And it was such a bad fucking game. Like if we went out onto the field and then just walked right back into the locker room and just didn't come out again, I mean I would have preferred that. And it was like. I didn't want to watch any of the other games during this time. They just sucked. And, like, well, what the fuck? Our only glimmer of hope in this game was watching Rudolph at the end of the game. Like, he put together a pretty good drive. But I'm just fucking pissed seeing Rudolph on Christmas. That's what I'm really mad about. Yeah, like, we should have expected either a, a Steelers blowout or a, a Chiefs blowout because Rudolph's going to play. It's Christmas, like you said. He should have played the whole and, game. What? He should have played the whole game. 
him. Yeah, no shit. Big Ben. Uh, I mean, this is Big Ben. It's got to be Big Ben's last run here, you would think. Oh, yeah. And that fumble he had was so funny. Because he does that shit all the time where he, like, he gets, like, wrapped up and all of a sudden the ball pops out and then he doesn't know where it's at he's like scrambling to find it and then the other team has it almost in the end zone it's just big ben like special um, i don't really use it all this is kind of not i mean we like locked up tyree kill for the most part and it's like scary for the chiefs knowing that if you don't have kelsey do you really have Hill either oh yeah i guess i never really thought of that but I mean, you can also look at it where they put up thirty six though without with that. Yeah, I mean that's that's a really good thing to look at. I mean, like, do they really like Byron Pringle, baby? Uh, six for seventy five and two touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. On to the next. Season. I will say, um, at one time the Chiefs and the Bears were both three and four. <laughs> yeah, we it was either it was either let's start doing good and like learn from our mistakes or just being mediocre and Yeah, going going into this week was they they won seven in a row, we lost seven in we lost seven in a row, so now they've won eight. We've obviously on a one game win streak. But yeah, that that's just a weird thing how we had the same record at one point. Lit halfway through the season almost. Well, anyway, the Cowboys hand out the owl in Cowboys. So, I mean, some a game that like kids used to play is like India, and uh, for the Cowboys, if you're on the Cowboys side, you obviously like won big every time because you're like an American child, you know. And I think that's what happened here. And I know you can say, well, they're not the Redskins anymore; they're the football team. Play football. So don't give me that argument. It's fair. I was gonna bring that. I was gonna be like, well, they didn't play the Indians or whatever. So, but this finally, if you're a Cowboys fan, if you've been on the Cowboys, if you've been riding the Cowboys all year, finally they put everything together. Dak plays well. They run like they didn't run the ball great, but they ran the ball enough. And because they used like different guys, obviously they're up by so much. They pat their wide receivers uh, showed up. And their defense played really well. You get your offense and your defense to click together. And it just seems like this is the perfect time to do it right before the playoffs start. I don't care who, how good the football team is. To beat them this bad is very impressive. So whether it's whether you want to show the, like the football team or not, it's like the Cowboys, finally they put everything together. And this could be a damn good team in the playoffs. Well, yeah, well, we did our uh, fan fight of the week, but we did two uh, of the football players' teammates. Like, all teammates, both players, they fight sidelines. And you know you beat shit out of the team when you got the opposing team fighting on the sidelines. Yeah, and, like, people are, people are making, like, almost too big a deal of it. It's like, they'll be fine. Like, one of their uh, Redskins players out – or not the Redskins, my bad, sorry. Football team's uh, players literally said – He's like, you all, we all, you guys are all brothers. Like we fight, big deal. Get over it. It's like gonna happen, and we're we're fine now. So yeah, they'll be fine. Uh, for, obviously they're not gonna make the playoffs anymore. I do not think, unless they, I don't really know what those odds are right now. But 
when the Cowboys defense, when they have all their guys on their D line, they can rush the passer like they can, and they have a good like secondary. They're going to be such a good team defensively in the playoffs. So I'm going to end with. The next team, uh, the Browns, they just barely lose to the Packers on Christmas Day. So, going so ahead, I thought the Packers should have won by 20 and went like referee help they got by 20. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's not a family person. And on Christmas, like the biggest family holiday, I guess he doesn't perform at all on Christmas Day. So, Yeah, no, I mean, he did, he did enough, though, and – like, Tay is unbelievable. I mean, we're going to say week in, week out, Tay is unbelievable. And But Baker, what's new? Baker sucks. Do we really have to keep repeating this? Baker's not a good quarterback. He's not going to win you anything with the Browns. If they don't have Nick Chubb, you've seen what they've done without their running game. If they don't have Nick Chubb in this game, they probably would have lost 24 to nothing. I know we already talked to – I mean, talked about Drew Locke this game, but I swear – Locke and Baker are like this back. I just think that Drew Locke makes more electric. They and they let Baker do whatever he wants, which is the worst decision ever when you have a decent team that can win. <laughs> yeah. Like, why the hell are you letting him sling the ball all over the fucking yard when you can't, when he's not a good quarterback? Run the damn ball with Chubb and uh, with Chunt. Chubb and Cream Hunt. Chunt. <laughs> Anyway, the next will somehow be the Cardinals without the Jonathan Taylor touchdown. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw this. This they went viral because I think FanDuel did a move for Jonathan Taylor, Devontae Adams uh, Christmas. And for somehow Jonathan Taylor did it. Like you would have thought that was the lock. Like Jonathan Taylor has scored in the last twelve weeks, and on five of them he only had one touchdown. Every other week he had over too yeah, like Jonathan Taylor, uh, Vegas uh, made so much money uh, for this damn uh, boost uh, because if you were a fan, obviously, because who would have thought, like you said, who would have thought Jay, Jonathan Taylor does not score the touchdown? Uh, but any aside from that, Carson Wentz is playing actually good football, which obviously when you have a run game with Jonathan Taylor, but they had no offense line. They're on their, their whole – like literally their entire starting line, offense line is hurt. But when you have Jonathan Taylor and you can run the ball that effectively, Carson Wentz just has to be pretty solid and take care of the ball because it's that, that run game, Jonathan Taylor sets up for so many opportunities and different looks for the offense. But for Arizona's case, like they – what the hell happened? They were top of the league. But they – if you look back really at their scores, they should have lost a couple games early in the season. And it's almost like when you're – Cardinals fans, when you were that good, you're almost like, are we really that good? It seemed like uh, it's kind of like similar to Iowa this year for football. It's like, yeah, we're winning all these games, but like, are we really even that good? It's just kind of the same situation, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, I think this game set than anything. I mean, obviously, the Cardinals, they looked like shit of late. Cliff Kingsbury going into the season, nobody had high expectations for him at all. But then Frank Reich, him, the way he can, like, turn Carson Wentz into, like, the laughing stock of the NFL last year into, like, a really serviceable quarterback. That's just really impressive. Yeah, for sure. Then on uh, the last game we have, the Titans, they edge one out versus San Fran. Um, in this game, we were 
and watch it we're all you know playing cards doing some other shit but uh I had Garoppolo and Debo in this game, and they were not really doing anything until the fourth quarter. Then San Fran just fucking turned it on. But, I mean, the Titans, they held them out, so good for them. Yeah, I, I thought the Niners would have uh, uh, rolled through these guys, I'm not going to lie, just because how they're playing, what they need. They kind of need to win. Titans obviously need to win, too, because that division's not theirs yet. So, I mean, it just, I think the Niners uh, – we, like you said, we didn't really watch this game. Niners will be a solid team if they can get into the playoffs as a wild card because they can be just about anybody, it feels like, with how they, like, run the ball and everything. And Titans, on the other hand, like, I mean, when you don't have – um, what's his name? Derrick Henry, I don't know. I forgot that. They kind of figured out how to run the ball, use all the running backs, all kind of contribute. So I don't really know what to think about either of these teams. They're just kind of both – Oh, weird. They both show up some weeks and both don't some weeks. That's just how they have been all year. I know a lot of people, like, give Tannehill shit. I mean, they always say how all his entire career is carried by Derrick Henry. I fucking love Tannehill. Like, I think he's an above average. I think him and, like, Kirk Cousins are in that, like, same boat, kind of. Yeah, definitely. I would I'd agree with that. It just all depends on the system. Like, if you have Derrick Henry... Obviously, you're not going to throw for 400 yards a game. Yeah, and then obviously getting A.J. Brown back is fucking massive. Yeah. It's like, Even without Derrick Henry, they're still managing to put together some W's. Yeah, exactly. They're like You're going to utilize your best asset, and your best asset is having Derrick Henry. You're not going to use Tannehill. Yeah, I mean, so that wraps up week 16, but I did see an NFL survey of who like people think like their fan, what fans complained the most, and at number one, obviously the Cowboys, but then two we had the Patriots, three Eagles, four Steelers, five Jets, uh, Green Bay at seven, Rams at eight, Bears at nine, uh, then Browns at ten. I mean, you can go ahead and say what you want about that, but Steelers at four. I mean, obviously we have a lot to complain about, especially this year. But I was kind of shocked by that. And then the Bears, they ended up getting the eighth spot. So, I mean, we I think, just, I think out of all these teams on here, other than, like, the Jets and maybe Eagles, we actually have real shit to But, like, some of these other franchises, they just complain for being great all the time, but then messing up here and there. Yeah, no, I was going to uh, – the Steelers, it's just, like, it seems like, They've been good for so long, and now they're not. They just, like, don't know what to do. You know what I mean? It's just, like, one of them. Because, like you said, Tom, Tomlin's never had a losing season, and this might be the year they get that. So, it's like you've been, like, a playoff team your whole entire lives pretty much, and now it's, like, you're just panicking, I guess you could say. And, like, the Bears, obviously everyone knows what they're complaining about. Jesus, fuck, we have the worst fucking coaching staff ever, and – or uh, never have a quarterback. Like, you know, frustrating just to not have a guy that can throw the ball. Like, that's the most important position. You never have that. That's literally why the Bears are in there. That's the only reason. No, yeah. I mean, you're sitting in that same group with, like, the Giants and the Jets, like, on this list of just teams who just don't have a quarterback. That's that's their biggest thing to think about. Yeah, it's the most frustrating thing ever to be in that situation for your whole entire lives. Yeah, I mean, and other than that, we had the Pro Bowl teams come out, and we talked about it a little bit, I think, but 
I mean, we'll just go over the teams real quick. I mean, if we have to argue at all about anything, we'll bring it up. But, I mean, we'll start off with the NFC quarterbacks. We have Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Kyler Murray. I mean, nothing really to argue about, I assume. I mean, a lot of people are saying throwing Stafford, but I don't think you could really bring up any other NFC quarterback as an argument here. No, no, you can't. I think that's really the, the only ones you can do. There's no really argument, no debate as who you can really put in. Other than that, I don't think as quarterback that off the top of my head, other than Stafford, but I don't think he deserves over Kyler Murray. Then the running back group, Dalvin Cook, James Conner, and Alvin Kamara. Now, here's where I start to bring up an argument. Cordero Patterson has had a fucking insane season. And I know James Conner is, like, huge in the red zone. But, I mean, even Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara, they've been missing games, shit like that. I just think that Cordero Patterson needs a spot on this team. I think um, Delvin Cook, I think I saw, like, he's, like, still leading, like, or one of the top, like, in rushing, though. So, oh, it understands why he's there. But, yeah, I, I really do, don't think Kamara should have made it. That's kind of dumb, uh, especially over Cordell Patterson, how good of a year he's been having. And, like, even Leonard Fournette, too. I mean, obviously, he wouldn't even make it over uh, Cordero. But, yeah, I think De- Cordero definitely is the one that stands out. And for the wide receiver group, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, and Debo, that's just four insane wide receivers. Probably like the four best in the league right now. I mean, those chicks. Like, yeah. yeah. It, if you have any um, debate over that, you don't know what you're talking about. Then <laughs> for tight ends, we have George Cato, Kyle Pitts. George Cato is obviously a lock, but Kyle Pitts is so fucking lucky that uh, TJ Hawkinson was out like for the majority of the year. Yeah, Kyle Pitts is just one of those uh I think votes because he's such a popular name. That that's really I all I think Be- obviously Hawkinson if he's there all year I think he does get that, but Kyle Pitts is having a hell of a year too though he can't really take anything away cuz I think he's he's like couple he should get the rookie tight end record, but I think I'm not sure. I doubt there's like a lot that would have. I think I mean, the person that has it is Ditka. Holy shit! Yeah. So, <laughs> so obviously it's not too hard to get. It's just when of a, when is a tight end of a, a impact really? But yeah, um, keeping it moving. That's our first rookie, which is kind of interesting. The amount of first year and second year guys you got voted in. Get talk about the. Other than Tristan Wirfs and Brandon Sheriff made it. That's kind of fucking sweet. Yeah, oh, I don't really know anything about – I don't really know how you even vote online. I think it's just all popular thing, a big name thing for an offensive line. Yeah, and then, I mean, for defense, just some guys. I, I can't even – I mean, Aaron Donald, obviously, is fucking probably leader of this. Michael Parsons made it. Robert Quinn, your guy. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, obviously insane season. We were talking about this earlier, though. I think it was last week. Trayvon Diggs, Jalen Ramsey, Darius Slay, and Marshawn Lattimore as their quarterback group is absolutely unreal. Yeah, no, and like some people were like complaining how uh, Trayvon Diggs is in there. It's like he is unbelievable. He has eleven interceptions this year. Like, how do you not put him in? That would be literally the biggest bullshit ever. I mean, I think they said the last person to have 11 picks in a season was some guy in 1971. Yeah, like, people are like telling me, like, oh, well, he gives up so many uh, touchdowns and yards. Like, I don't give a fuck. If he's giving me 11 interceptions, he can give up the most touchdowns, yards ever. Like, obviously, 
to a certain point, but that's part of his game is being so aggressive. And why wouldn't you want – that's just how he plays. I don't really know how to explain it. Uh, then as for the AFC, Herbert, Mahomes, and Lamar, I mean, I think that's pretty pretty good. I mean, I know – I saw a video of, like, a Ravens fan being like, they didn't think that Lamar should make it. But, you I mean, you can make that argument. I'm not really sure who else in the AFC, though, you would throw in instead of him. I mean, definitely Ben Roethlisberger, but, like, they can't really vote him in. So. Yeah, that's really the only one I was thinking, too. But I think, like, people make arguing for Burrow, but, I mean, Burrow's had his had his weeks, though, too. I mean, Lamar's obviously had his weeks. So, it's like, yeah, I mean, there's not really been a whole lot of consistency at that third spot. Yeah, maybe uh, Tyler Hundley. I mean, he's pretty fucking good. Yeah, maybe he can take Lamar's spot. <laughs> then, same, uh, same guy. Then uh, for the running backs, same thing here. Got controversy here. Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, and the fact that Austin Eckler did not make this team is so fucking disrespectful. I can't believe it. I don't know if it's just because he doesn't have that big name. Like, he's been killing people softly all year. But the year he's been having is unbelievable. If you want him in fantasy like I do, you know how good this guy is. Super underrated season, like unbeatable. Because I remember I said one uh, week, I think it was, is like Eckler. You said he's like one of the top running backs, top like three. I was like, no, he's not, because you wouldn't even know. And then the, little did I know he was. No, yeah, and you could like going into fantasy drafts or like all oh, running back by committee. People said the same exact thing about Jonathan Taylor too, and now they're one and two in fantasy running backs. Fucking mm-hmm. unbelievable seasons. Uh. Next, we have wide receivers Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, and Keenan Allen all made it. Now, Stephon Diggs obviously hasn't had the seasons last year. Jamar Chase being a rookie, he had an unreal year. But Keenan Allen making it in over Deontay Johnson. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, Deontay Johnson didn't have that good of a year either. But he has more yards and two more touchdowns than Keenan Allen. And it's just like, if I just think Keenan Allen just has a way bigger name, and that's why he's in. Like, it's just, I think it's kind of bullshit, but, I mean, Deontay Johnson not making the Pro Bowl isn't going to make me, like, lose sleep or anything. Yeah, I uh, I had Deontay in fantasy and, like, how good he's just been in that alone. And he's consistently going to put up yards in for you and, like, obviously get a couple touchdowns. Yeah, I don't think he – I definitely think he should have made it. I don't know if it was over Diggs or Keenan Allen because they both had a – okay year compared to like what they should have. So I definitely think Deontay deserves it. Then uh, for tight ends, Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey. I mean, Mark Andrews actually got in as a starter over Kelsey. He's obviously had just an unbelievable, you could say he's the best tight end this year. Obviously Kittle's been hurt uh, for part of it. Then Kelsey is obviously a monster, but just seeing Mark Andrews as a starter over Kelsey is just really surprising. Yeah, that's the only thing. But like, if you if you have any argument over any other tight ends, like that's just dumb. This uh, is, these like, your... yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> going on, we have another rookie. I mean, just going brushing over offensive lines. We have another rookie, Rashawn Slater. We all know how big of fans of Rashawn Slater we all are. But uh, obviously, Quentin Nelson's on there and. Who really cares about the rest? Yeah, exactly. I don't really give a shit about the rest. I mean, offensive line is offensive line. Uh, defense, 
Miles Garrett, then two like guys who don't really get talked about a lot, Max Crosby and Trey Hendrickson. Trey Hendrickson just came off an insane season with the Saints. He joined the Bengals. He's playing just as good, if not better. Then, obviously, Max Crosby for the Raiders. He's a fucking animal. I swear, every time the Raiders are on TV, they're talking about Max Crosby, just, like, how good he is. I mean, he's really fucking good. Yeah, this is a good – these are good DNs here. I think um, this defense is going to obviously be loaded, I think, for a Pro Bowl team. Yeah, then uh, Cam Hayward ended up making it. Uh, TJ Watt, Joey Bolsa, Matt Judon. Matt Judon's had actually like a really underrated season two. I mean, he should be in the defense player of the year conversation, but obviously with Watt, Garrett, Diggs, Parsons, he just getting thrown out of that conversation. Yeah, but like these line outside linebackers, TJ Watt, Joey Bolsa, and Matt Judon is unbelievable to have on a team on a defense. Yeah, unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, I mean, then linebacker, then on quarterbacks, J.C. Jackson, Xavier Howard, Denzel Ward, Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore the second. I had no idea the Colts had a secondary at all, but I guess they have a cornerback in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I would have liked to see Sir, Pat Sertan get in there because he's had a really good year. Maybe over Denzel Ward, I guess I don't really know how good of a year he's been having, though. Maybe he's killing it, but I just think Sertan – uh, should be in there. Yeah. The Derwin James and Tyron Matthew make it. And Bayard, I mean, obviously, make a in this conversation, but he didn't have the season everybody was expecting, so he's out. Uh, Justin Simmons, I think, could have made it over Kevin Bayard, but I guess I don't really know how good he really is. Uh, Derwin James, I really love Derwin James and Tyron Matthew, both of them, so. Can't complain about those. So every year in Pro Bowl, like they select one special teamer, and Slater, I swear, has won it every single year. I would not doubt it if he has more Pro Bowls than anybody else on the Patriots team. I want to see this actually. How many they? Yeah, because I've heard that name only for that reason. Like that's I you don't hear him anywhere else other than just in a Pro Bowl as a special teamer. Are you looking it up right now? I'm trying to find it. Yes, I just clicked on his name, so maybe I can't find it through there. So, 14 years, I think he's been in the league. He's 36. Holy shit. He's made 10 Pro Bowls, Luke. That's <laughs> 10. That's ridiculous. 10 Pro Bowls. Nine, I think. Of 14 years. Jeez. How many does Brady have? He's a two-time All-Pro. Yeah, ten-time Pro Bowler. <laughs> Isn't, like, the most, like, 14 or something? Yeah, I don't even know. Okay, Tom Brady's in has been in 15. Yeah, I guess that's fair. That's, wild. that's still, like, 10 is quite a bit. Wait, maybe that's wrong. Tony Gonzalez is 14. Yeah, Tom Brady's 15. He got the record. Then, yeah. So that guy is 10, right? He's, he's like right up there almost with Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is 10. <laughs> Mike Singletary at 10. Lawrence Taylor at 10. Barry Sanders, 10. That is wild. Imagine being in the same conversation as those guys. And mean Joe Green, Ronnie Lott. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Thomas. <laughs> that is wild. Well, I mean, good for Matthew Slater. But, uh, I mean, in other news, 
Shai Gleadis Alexander and Kemba Walker, they win player of the week. I mean, who would have ever fucking guessed? I mean, because the Thunder are like the, by far the worst team in the NBA, I'm pretty sure. And then Kemba Walker got benched and like wasn't even playing. Like, like last like, week. Yeah, now he's player of the week. What the fuck happened there? Who fuck? He just, he had that forty-four point game, and then he gets uh, and then he got triple double on Christmas. I mean, two huge games there, and you don't play that many games in a week. So yeah, that's the reason. I didn't really uh, see shy though, but that's pretty crazy how he got it too. Yeah, and Kemba's only a rebound, one and a half assist away, triple double on the week. Wow, really? Yeah, he's been playing unbelievable. Uh, All I really have, other than any, like, in any other sport, the Cavs, they beat the Raptors by 45, and I think the Cavs are better than the Lakers right now. If you watch the Lakers, I literally refuse to. First team on earth to watch play basketball. It's literally LeBron against everybody else. This team does not give a fuck that they have a job. Like, they just go out, walk around. Do nothing. They're just this team sucks. No, they're horrible, and I feel so like because it it hurt. Like I don't really want to feel bad for LeBron because of the career he's had, but LeBron this year is absolutely killing it. He's having a better year than Steph Curry. I don't you know people realize that, but no one knows about it because how bad their team is. Like Anthony Davis supposed to be him and Anthony Davis, like two of the best players in the league. He sucks. Russell Westbrook is not – he's getting his triple doubles. He, he sucks, too. They're a bunch of old heads that don't know how to – like, can't run anymore. No, I don't even think that it's that they can't run because when they're hot, they're, like, really fun to watch, but they just don't give a fuck. Like, that clip of LeBron literally against five other players and all other four Lakers players are just on the other half of the court. That is so fucking pathetic. It's unbelievable. And that's happened I'm- a lot this year. Yeah, you, like, you got to almost know. when They lose to the Suns, like, in that series, like, 4-1, I think it was. And they're, like, oh, they literally got outran because the Suns are just younger, healthier, faster, everything. And what do the Lakers do to solve that problem? Oh, let's just get a bunch of old guys. And Tan Horton Tucker, sorry, uh, Iowa State fans. I know you, like, obviously, I can't really say much about Iowa players in the NBA, but Tan Horton Tucker is fucking garbage. <laughs> like he is so bad. Everyone, Lakers fans, Iowa State fans, wanted him to be like the next best, next big thing in LA. He fucking sucks. Getting rid of Kuzma and Trez was one of the, probably the biggest mistake. I'm not a big Kuzma guy, and that was the biggest mistake you could have ever done. And Schroeder. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, Bulls are still playing good. They chanted at. DeMar DeRozan. I thought that was pretty cool. But, I mean, other than that, I have no other news for sports. The uh, still sucks, so it's pretty much all rumors. Yeah. I was talking to Ben West about the Bulls today, and he's like, he's like, I don't really know how good they're going to be after the All-Star break. I'm like, I can, like, I never really thought of that, but I can kind of see uh, the Bulls just starting to fade a little bit. I don't, just because, like, your bet, obviously, Levine's your best player, and your next best, is like, obviously, play, best playing right now is DeMar DeRozan, but he's like 36, so I can see that, but that's coming from a Bulls fan too. That's not biased by me. It's really coming from a Bulls fan that said that. Yeah, I mean it's all fair. So yeah, as long as they're healthy. Yeah, I think the East. I the East is literally between the Nets and the Bucks. I don't think any team contends. I'm not like if I'm being honest though. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd be like the last Bulls fan to say that I expect a championship out of these guys. I don't even think of the season as like a championship or bust because, well, I mean, I know that like DeRozan's old and everything, but I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't set my expectations at finals right now. Yeah, no shit. If you can get to like the second round, third round, it, it depends. If you're still second seed, obviously your goal should be to get to the uh, Eastern Conference finals, but. If you start to drop, it's like if you guys just pass that first round. I mean, that should be a pretty solid year considering what you did last year. I think the most people can like, I mean, can like really hope out of the Bulls is learning as much as he can from DeRozan and like probably like taking over like a leadership role, like where Levine becomes yeah. like hopefully like an elite player and like a leader. But I mean, I don't know how likely that is either. So, yeah, no, I agree. Definitely. But, I mean, yeah, that wraps up everything we have in sports. On Wednesday or Thursday, we're going to drop our college basketball – probably Thursday, our college basketball shows. You guys are loving them lately. Um, we don't have as many games to talk about because, you know, college kids, winter break. Not so, we're going to do half for you guys. We're going to do the greatest our, – well, our favorite anyway, college basketball players. A great draft. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do it live. Like last episode, if we do, that should be a really fun one to listen to. Um, but yeah, tune into that and thanks for listening. This kid is a Okay, I'm sending. All he does is win. All he does is win. One more.